know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. That's a screw-up. Stacey didn't give it a chance. you soon realize we're not my Charlie, what'd you smartest, do? But That's the ending video. Form or audio. Based on oh, reason how did they, and logic. How did they get switched? Who did Let's that? What the what, what, who did what? Joe back and over they got, on the listen they got changed in, in the thing. Charlie Out got on top of Charlie In. I have no idea, Charlie man. Charlie In's always been on top. Did you do that? No. <sighs> Are you sure? I didn't know. Today's show Welcome is... to Sesame Street Se- yep. with your special friend, Joe Bakanovic. Yes, and today's show is brought to you by the letters W and W and the number three and special appearance by the word poof. Yes. <laughs> and if you don't understand, that's because you missed the pre-show. <laughs> we're on Rumble. Um, if you search the channels for the Road to Concord, you might find us. Don't look for Sesame because <laughs> it, it won't be there. It, it's, it, it is one word, though. So it says no Rumble no sound or, or... Oh, no. Tortoise what? is saying there's no sound on Rumble. What is going on? Oh, crap. <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. I'm having a bad day. You're not doing anything. All the mics are on. Yeah, I, I'm looking at everything. Everything looks right here. I don't have. It any... says Twitch is good. Twitch is good. Oh. I wonder if it's the tortoise. Um. May, yeah. Maybe it. Maybe it's. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna say it's a tortoise. You keep watching. I'm just gonna try to finish something with an intro so that you can do your thing today. <laughs> it's, it's <gonna> <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Aaron says it's good on Zuckbook. Anyway, if 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 you're on Rumble, uh, like set up an account. Um, it's fast, it's easy, it's free. <laughs> but apparently today it might not be working. <laughs> so you might want to go to Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter today. Uh, don't use your YouTube. Ain't gonna work today. No, no. Because um, like you know, <laughs> we're gonna talk about things that they won't let well, us talk about. JMW has his Lima Charlie on on Rumble. Okay, so all right, so we 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 must be working on Rumble for some people. <laughs> it's the so. tortoise. Got to turn the volume on. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday morning. And and then like if if you if you don't want to watch us because you don't want to see Joe's ugly face, you can watch a podcast after the show. You don't it's listen on... to podcasts. I mean, you don't watch them. You listen to them. I know. That's why I'm saying they won't see your ugly face. Yeah, but you said watch. You got to download and listen to a pod to the podcast on Pod. Oh, did I say watch? Heart and Spotify. Yes. Oh, Ladies, you're both pretty. Can we please continue? <sighs> We're not pretty. Uh, well, anyway, it's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Uh, just look for the Road to Concord. Um, <laughs> we do have a blog page. That's probably more entertaining this morning than than what we're doing right here. Uh, that's RoadToConcord.com. Uh, you'll find on there show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. I hope this, there's going to be a class today. Uh, you can also email a professor at joe at the road to concord.com and complain about the person doing the intro. And um, he is he is slow right now because some people throw in, you know, questions. Yeah, like, like the one who just showed difficult, up. Difficult to answer. He will eventually get around to emailing you back. Um Phones, yeah, yeah, phones are on today, 229-469-0335. You can call in and complain, too, but only if you're a registered user because, like, we only let people that, you know, we know who you are and, like, participate and, you know, are, like, real classmates. 
uh, no dodo caps. Yeah, because apparently there's a group <clears throat> of people out there who have been 288 shows and are still realizing just now for the first time that there's a snake on the flag. Yes, yes uh, it, it's amazing. Somehow or another, they tune in for 288 shows and every time it's like, oh my God, there's a snake on the flag. But, Morons. But if you find our classes helpful, which I hope you do, uh, click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it, even though our intro and production guy is Charlie. Um, but even though you have Charlie, even worse, you have Joe, and he's an acquired taste. You know, I'm just a screw up around here. He's just <laughs> screwed up. So, you know, that's what we have here. Uh, this show is listener sponsored. I don't know why anyone would, but we do appreciate it because we don't solicit business advertising because nobody would support us anyway. So, uh, but that means we're not limited in the content we provide for you. So, like, I can screw around the intro and stuff and you know people still send us money so that's great we love it and thank you for doing that um if you find our shows of value to you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link on the road to concord blog page show description on rumble and in the comments on the other streams and if you don't know why it's called a donut link you haven't been here long enough so stick around and I'm not even going to do the outro because no, I already did the outro at the, the outro. <laughs> and I don't know how they got mixed up. Charlie, so, that's not bad, man. That's about as close to professional as you can get. You managed to get it all done with everybody messing with you. I mean, not bad. It, not bad. It's, it's Monday, <laughs> and I'm having a bad day. So that's I'm like – I'm going to let Joe take over now, and I'm out of here. That, so. that was Charlie's best impersonation of reading the school announcements while somebody's pulling his shorts down. <laughs> He got it done. <laughs> Very good. All right. All right. <laughs> it's Manic Monday. And boy, do I have some headlines for y'all. <laughs> You're going to understand why Sesame Joe brought the show to you by the letters WW and the number three. <laughs> what have we been drinking or eating? There are no donuts. There are blueberry and chocolate chip scones in the house, but I haven't had one yet. Um, Besides, Marianne, you know that I don't need any chemical addictions or, or additives to be less than wound tight. You've known that for a long time. And yes, you are one of the ones that have been throwing me sinking, sliding, screwball, curveballs that I just don't know how to answer yet. So I'm working on it. All right. Manic Monday. <laughs> Let's get on this. Headlines. Uh-oh. That doesn't look good, Charlie. Jimmy Zinker. Yeah, Iran says Hamas ready to release hostages of airstrikes. Stop. I thought Iran wasn't busy in this thing with Hamas. I I, I thought they didn't have anything. To, mm, amazing how they're talking for Hamas now. Jimmy says it's like I'm watching Mars attacks. We should see Jack Nicholson any second still have one or two of the three branches of government. Ain't that that ain't bad. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Cue meatloaf. <laughs> All right. So black flags cours on Hezbollah symbol of jihad. Looks like today's show's nothing bad going on there. Oh, by the way, if you haven't already done so, you definitely want to go to the road to Concord today. The blog page, roadcodcorner.com. Get your show notes for today. Unless you're one of those ones who likes to follow, you know, right-wing extremist media, you won't see any of the stories I'm going to share with you today because the left doesn't even know they exist. Hey, what do you mean they never came to coexist? They came to conquer and dominate. 
stop the Islamization of our countries. Say no to Islam. That's Islamophobia, Joe. No, that's Joe knows Islam. Islam means peace, Joe. No, Islam is Arabic for submit, as in be a good little submissive. Yeah, like they're going to be the master and you get to be the slave. Yes. Yeah, yep, that, that, yep, 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 yep. That's what that means. Now, this is put out by Israel Democracy Headquarters, HQ. It's uh, trying to put this attack on Israel in into American perspectives. It would be like 24,500 Americans were murdered in one day. 75,000 were injured and 3,500 had been kidnapped if the Hamas attack in Israel had happened in the United States on a percentage comparative level. That would be roughly 21,500 more than we lost on 9-11. And we tried to burn the world down for 11-something years after 9-11 because of that. And now we're telling Israel, just sit down and be calm. Just sit down and be calm. It's all okay. It, it, it says, um, I'm tired of the American hypocrisy. Little bunny Fufu Joe wants to go skipping through the field, scooping up the field mice and start popping them on their heads. I'm tired of this. Get done with it. It's going to be one of them days, man. going to be one of them days. Who's this dude? Some dead dude, dead white guy named Marcus Tilius Cicero. Apparently 106 to 43 BC is just a Roman statesman and philosopher and orator who was presiding over the fall of Rome or the beginning of the fall of Rome. And he says, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. Well, we ain't got none of that problem here in the United States. Not like we got a treasonous president or the one before him or the one before him. Joe, you just included Trump. Yes, I did. Cicero says, an enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gates freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face and their arguments. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of all men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city, infects the body politics so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear the traitor is the plague. Oh, Jesus. Was he describing? <clears throat> Say it with me now, boys and girls. Woodrow King Wilson. Yeah, that's the heart of progressivism. It's also the heart of Islam. Takiyah. Islamic cultural jihad. That would have nothing to do with today. Biden's not a Muslim. He's also not in charge of the government. Here's your first story, folks. If you are not a paid member of the Epoch Times, you're not going to be able to watch it. Some of the best news on TV right now comes from Epoch Times. No, I don't. What? Oh, that's an old one, Charlie. You're way behind the time. She's saying I don't need chemical uh, additions to be crazy. I didn't do that. Natasha must have done uh, that. Natasha, keep up, girlfriend. I swears. Look what I got to deal Wait, with here, folks. Said, yeah, if huh? I clicked that, that was a mistake. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Monday. Well, I it's didn't Monday. click it. It's Monday. See, my help. 
you can't get well you know they're free but you, t- <laughs> <laughs> you can't get good help today that's for sure <laughs> so this is Obama's Iranian nuclear deal looms large over the Biden administration's funding of Iran. And this is a video by the Epoch Times. They have a very good video TV service, but you're going to have to pay for it. If you've got limited funds, I understand they do have a public side, but the good stuff's behind the paywall. This is just a pull quote from the description of the video. It says, we've long maintained that Biden administration is really little more than an extension of the Obama administration. In effect, the manifestation of Obama's third term as president. And one of the more obvious examples of this lies in the Biden administration's approach to Iran. By now, almost everyone is aware of the unconscionable actions from Biden's Department of State, which issued waivers allowing Iran to receive $6 billion in U.S. frozen funds that had been held by South Korean banks. Under the plan, the Biden administration and Iran agreed to a prisoner swap, trading Iranian national con- convicted uh, Iranian nationals convicted of illegally exporting control technology to Iran for five American citizens wrongly imprisoned by the Iranian regime. As we'll see later, this wasn't the first time something like this has occurred. Directly or indirectly, this money was used by Hamas in the horrific terrorist attacks on Israel. I have a question. No, no, it wasn't. No, I've got no, a, I've got no, a stupid they, they, question. They've got control of that, and they can freeze that money again as soon as they want. And it's being monitored to make sure it's only Ice used man. for for um Did you know, humanitarian. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed to cuss, so I'm 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 doing my Top Gun, you know, Iceman. <laughs> Yeah, right. I hear you, Charlie. Um, Folks, why do we release money for Hamas if we're negotiating with Iran? I thought they weren't connected. Hmm. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Anyhow, (laughs) we keep going. Here's another one that you can read. You find all these links on your show notes, theroadtoconcord.com. And I titled this one, I See a Bad Moon Arising. I See Trouble on the Way. But if you're a little younger and you don't like Creedence Clearwater Revival, I could have also titled this one, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone? Yippee-yay, yippee-yay. Anyhow, from the Federalist, the specter of Obama's, of Barack Obama's deeply held anti-Israel ideology hovers over Israel's attack, the Israeli attack. Now, this one you should read, boys and girls. I'm just going to read a pull quote from it, though. You should read the whole article if you have time. You should also try to make time for some of these today. Obama embraced anti-Semites, steeped himself in anti-American ideas, and cozied up to Iran, and now he leaves a violent legacy. In August, Tablet Magazine published a much-discussed comprehensive interview between David Samuels and Obama biographer David Garrow. The biggest headline that emerged from that interview had to do with Garrow's uncovering letters where Obama wrote in detail about his gay sex fantasies. Oh, everybody's going to go, Obama's gay. Keep reading. But buried beneath that revelation was a substantial discussion of Obama's anti-Israel politics. Or as tablets David Samuels put it, Obama's hostility to American exceptionalism also seemed linked to the hostility to Israel, 
or more specifically to America's identification with Israel. That's spiritual in nature. As Samuels went on to note, the inexplicable fixation Obama had with making Iran the world's leading state sponsor of terrorist attacks in the same country behind Hamas's atrocities in Israel over the weekend, a regional hegemon in spite of Israel and Saudi objections is ample proof of that. What are you talking about, Jew? Let me explain for the short bus members of our class. Not that we have any, but, you know, Dodo cops peek in every now and then. Obama sided with Shia Islam over the United States and Israel. He sided with, I guess, Islam over the lesser and greater Satan. Do not tell me that this is not spiritual. Oh, it's just political, Joe. Mm -hmm. Political echo of it, but this is spiritual in nature, folks. Period. Straight up. Whether the players understand it or not, whether you understand it or not, I don't give a rat's rip one way, shape, form, or another. This is spiritual warfare in your face, plain and simple. And when it says American exceptionalism, it means America is an exception to the rule of history. It doesn't mean we're a better nation than anybody else. Because if you understand our history, we're not. Matter of fact, we're one of the greatest evils in this country, in the world right now. But that's not what they mean by exceptional. Doesn't mean you're the greatest. It means you're different than everybody that came before you. This, everybody seems to think, the Iran nuclear deal. Obama's trying to preserve his legacy. Yes, he is. But this is only the surface picture here, man. This is the camouflage. That's the legacy he really wants to um, preserve. The dawn of the Muslim Brotherhood. Well, they've been around a lot longer than Obama has. But what he's advancing is the caliphate. And before the end of today's show, OMG, am I going to show you signs of that? And I'm going to explain why you better pay attention. All you preppers out there, you've been preparing for the zombie apocalypse. You've been preparing for the wrong battle. You and should have been getting ready to fight the next jihad. Yeah. And you better understand that this ain't a joke. And if you live in the cities, <laughs> you're done, done. Man, just stick a fork in those bad boys. They're gone. They don't even understand they're gone. Dead men walking, dead women walking. Because you're not going to be able to survive what happens when it happens. Eh, Joe, you don't know. Everybody's been saying, uh-huh. Michael Knowles had a uh, Facebook post the other day. He said, Hamas is telling you who they are. Believe them. Well, Hamas is the front for Iran. They're the face of Iran. So basically, Iran's telling you who they are. Believe them. Had we believed Hitler when he wrote Mein Kampf, we might have been able to do something about it. Had we believed Woodrow freaking Wilson, beat you two before, to the punch, when he wrote about how he was going to make America a communist nation under the term progressive, we might have been able to do something about that. But remember... McCarthy, have you no shame? Leave the communists alone. And then the communists were allowed to take over the country. America, have you no shame? You Islamophobes, leave the good, peaceful Muslims alone. And then they took over the bagum communists. Joe, you're nuts. Have you been paying attention to my class the last 288 shows? Not so crazy. Next story. 
This one is also from, this one's from just the news. I can't read the dates on these, but most of these are fairly recent. This is Hamas attacks meet the definition of terrorism, according to UN documents and security experts. What? Yeah, meets the definition of terrorism. Some progressives in the United States have been carefully avoiding or have been careful to avoid calling Hamas attacks on Israel terrorism. And others call it resistance. Well, that's okay, because these same progressives think that burning down the city is a mostly peaceful protest. The article continues, but the murderous attacks meet widely acknowledged definitions used by the United States and security experts. Sorry, my nose is itching today. Article 7 on the Hamas Covenant. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, we're going to the horse's mouth? Yeah, I kind of like doing that when I can, but in this case, the story did it for me. From the Hamas Covenant, the organization's charter, you know, their constitution, specifically calls for genocide against the Jews. Quote, the day of judgment will not come about until Muslims fight Jews and kill them. Then the Jews will hide behind rocks and trees, and the rocks and trees will cry out, oh, Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me. Come and kill him. The day of judgment. Okay, let me quit joking for a minute. You pay strict attention to me right now. That's in Hamas's charter, their constitution, their declaration, whatever, their founding documentation. They are quoting the, the Hadith in the Quran. But the day of judgment, if you have never heard it before, I'm going to explain it to you at toward the end of the show. You need to stick through it. You need to listen to this show today. You will not hear this in the mainstream legacy media. You won't hear this on most conservative shows. I will bring you the receipts. I will tell you what's going on right now from the Islamic point of view. I've done the work. I can back everything I'm going to tell you toward the end of this show up with their documents. This is not my opinion. I'll tell you what's going on in the world. The part that you have not been, had not had it explained to you. If you worry about your family, I'm going to show you the real threat you need to start keeping an eye on. And it's right there in the Hamas charter, the day of judgment. You know what you call that in the Western world? Armageddon. Yes. It's the Battle of Armageddon from the Islamic perspective. Also in this story, it says, as part of achieving a just and lasting peace, this is Hamas again, we must do our part. Well, this isn't Hamas. This is the United States Representative Cory Bush. He says, or she, I, I don't know, Democrat. That's all I know. Democrat, as part of achieving a just and lasting peace, we must do our part to stop this violence and trauma by ending U.S. government support for Israel military occupation and apartheid. We have already covered this. Israel is not militarily occupying Jack. That is a lie perpetrated by a United States government official. I'm not going to recover that ground. There's, there's no such thing as a lasting peace there. Well, it, not it, in this world. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just talking about what's going on right now. And, and, you know, and I posted this, I think it was last week. I don't remember which show, but I, I, but I posted the little five-minute video that Dennis Prager did, and he sums it up very mm -hmm. easily. One side wants the other side dead. That's 
the problem there. And the solution is more difficult, but that's that's yeah, the and the problem. side that wants to kill the Israel, the all Jews also has a commandment not to keep any type of peace agreement with them for more than ten years. Right. That's commanded in their religion. And he, and he makes the point. He says, if Israel decided, okay, we're going to put down all our weapons, where there'd we're be gonna, no more Israel. There would be no more Israel. Now, if Hamas put down all their weapons, there'd be peace. There'd be peace. And this idea that this is an apartheid. Folks, Islam and Judaism are not races. They're religions. Yes. It's got nothing to do with your skin color. This is they're they're framing it in that type of language because the progressives have so efficiently weaponized the term racist race. Everything is racist. Quoting Vody Bachman, everything is racist. You know, like the Batman Lego movie. So everything gets to be racist now. Well, then we just make everything in Israel about racism. It's about religion. And if it's religious, this is a spiritual war. What? Yes. So the article continues. In 2004, the United Nations Security Council defined terrorism in Resolution 1566, which passed unanimously out of the council. And according to the council, terrorism is defined as, excuse me, quote, criminal acts including against civilians committed with the intent to cause death or serious bodily injury or taking of hostages with the purpose to provoke a state of terror in the general public or in a group of persons or particular persons, intimidate a population or compel a government or an international organization to do or to abstain from doing any act which constitutes an offense within the scope of and is defined in the international conventions and protocols related to terrorism, are under no circumstances justifiable by considerations of political, philosophical, ideological, racial, ethnic, religious, or other similar nature. So this is why they say, see, Israel's a terrorist nation, because they kill civilians. Folks, in a war, civilians die because they get caught in the crossfire. That's not terrorism. That's called collateral damage, and it's recognized as that in international law. Israel has never attack the civilian population just to attack the civilian population. This is all Islam ever does. Have you noticed Hamas didn't attack the Israeli military? Why? Because they'd have had their heads handed to them. That's why. For those of you who do not already know this because you don't study the military, what you are watching right now is the Islamic version of the Viet Cong. Viet Cong were a guerrilla front organization for the North Vietnamese government operating within South Vietnam. Hamas is a guerrilla front organization for Iran operating within Israel. They're perfectly parallel. And the political game that is being played right now on a global scale is the exact same political game that Hanoi played in the 1960s and 70s against America. And the West is stupid enough to slurp it up again. Idiots. We're all idiots. Allah's apostle said, I have been sent with the shortest expressions bearing the widest meanings, and I have been made victorious with terror, cast in the hearts of the enemy. While I was sleeping, the keys of treasure of the world were brought to me, put in my hand. That's Abu Ahariah added, Allah's apostle has left the world, and now you people are bringing out those treasures. He was victorious with terror, made this great Islamic world, the Ummah, the Islamic people, 
across the whole globe, made the caliphate with terror. And he used the word terror, folks. This is quoting from the Hadith. That's an Islamic holy quote document right there. And then this comes from Facebook. It says, and just a heads up for those who may not know this, the ancient Hebrew term for wild, brutal, malevolent, unchecked violence is, eh, are you sitting down? Hamas or Hamas. Yeah, Hamas. Yeah, C-H, but still. Not kidding. Even if the Arabic name is an acronym, funny how those worked out and how the biblical prophet Isaiah used precisely that term. It says Hamas will never be never be heard of again in your land. Isaiah 60, 18. Yeah, and geez. Just what just happened to be in our parashat this last Shabbat. <sighs> parashat being the reading. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, that that, reading, that yes. passage was in the readings yes. for today, wasn't the, it? The the world was filled with Hamas. Talking yeah. about the flood, the world was filled with violence before Yahweh destroyed it. Hmm. Just interesting little little tidbit of fact that has no relevance to what we're doing. I guess I'll go away. There's no spiritual echoes going on here, right? No, not none whatsoever. None. Nothing to see here. No justification for me having to see and harmonize the world in spiritual terms, right? No, not at all. No, I'm just a religious nut, yeah, and all these, of this these is are just, just persecuted Palestinians that are yeah. trying to maintain their lands. And this is all just this is all just the results of you know secular coincidence and everything. Right. Yes. Okay, I got it. Thank you, Charlie. Next story is from Legal Insurrection. Hamas raped the women, then burned them alive. They raped the women, then they burned them alive. Take a good look at this. There are pictures in this story if you really want to go see them. I'm not going to show them. And then take a look around and see what professors, which student groups, what members of Congress are justifying this and get them out of America because they would notice that she didn't say kill them, send them somewhere where they can be happy, send them all to a caliphate nation somewhere. <laughs> Might be just the same effect, but at least we didn't kill them. She continues because they would support rape and murder of your daughter too. This is not just about Israel. This is about pro terror and terror affiliated organ groups around the world, justifying this so that they can come after us as well. This is not about land. This is a theological war. Brooke Goldstein at Goldstein Brook. Whoa. She got something right. Yeah. For a change. Anyhow, folks, religious war, theological war, religious war. They're not coming after us, Joe. You had better stay to the end of this show. That's not a tease. I am straight up warning you. I'm bringing you the receipts out of their mouth. Why didn't we see World War II coming? Because you didn't honor the threat. When they came for the workers, I didn't. Yeah. I well, didn't when they come anything. for you. I'm sorry, Charlie. I know where you're going with that, brother. Hopefully my audience does too. Next story is just the news. John Solomon's place. He says, documents reveal that Hamas intentionally targeted children inside an Israeli village. Gosh, I wish I'd have been there. This, folks, is why I need... All right. Aside from the fact that it proves he's an idiot who doesn't know Jack's not about guns, Biden was like, who needs a gun that chambers 100 rounds at one time? 
Well, if you could put a hundred rounds in the chamber of my gun, I do. I'd like to fire a hundred bullets one one pull. If of the you trigger. were the two hundred and fifty, I believe it was, people watching a concert that were gunned down by people in paragliders, you know why? Yes, and and he meant hundred rounds in the chamber at one time. He he meant who had a magazine with a hundred rounds or a or a you know, but he just proves yeah, he's it's kind of hard to get hundred rounds in. But the chamber. this is why, this is why you need your weapons. This is why we need to be armed. This doesn't happen when you have an armed populace. Because you can you can break them out and start defending yourself immediately. So if they'd have started falling out of the sky in paragliders down here in the south, there would have been return fire. I guarantee you. You have that many people in a party. Some of us are carrying. You don't see us, but we're carrying legally. Watch this. Hold my beer. Yeah, it'd be a case of hold my beer. I'm shooting back while they still in the sky. You know, you're allowed. Yeah, exactly. John quest Wolverines. Pull quotes from this document it says documents that were labeled top secret in Arabic were discovered on the bodies of dead Hamas terrorists this week after they launched an unprecedented terrorist attack against Israel. The documents showed that the detailed plans Palestinian terrorists were given ordered them to quote, target elementary schools and youth centers in Kafar Saad, a kibbutz in Israel, and to, quote, kill as many people as possible, unquote. The documents also ordered the soldiers to take hostages and return back to Gaza as fast as possible. More than 1,300 Israelis were murdered, 3,000 more or plus more were injured, and well over 100 hostages were taken. Surveillance footage viewed by NBC News lined up closely to the orders that were given in the document, including the use of specific targets. Last I read, there were more than 23 Americans included in the dead over this. I've heard that we have Americans being held hostage and that they're mobilizing SEAL Team 6 to kind of go rescue them. All I know is what this tells you is this was highly organized very well-funded, very well-planned, and it was, by definition, a terrorist attack. And its goal seems to have been to have taken hostages and to kill as many children as possible. They want the outrage. Do you understand how guerrillas work? What this was was slap Israel in the place where we know is going to piss them off the most so they'll come after us, then run back into Gaza with all these hostages and try to create Gazan bodies now. Now we want, quote unquote, whatever this fake nationality of Palestinian, ethnicity of Palestinian, this made up, we want dead Arabs is what they want. This is a propaganda game, folks, being played on a global scale. And it's being played by people who have practiced and studied and perfected this art. This is nothing more than Obama or Clinton or Biden or pick your lefty trotting out the children and saying, this is little Sally Buckenfutch. Look, all her arms and legs are gone because you guys didn't give us health care. This is what the evil Republicans are doing. They sh- they're responsible for Sally Muckenfutch having this evil. Dis- that's It's the same thing. It's the same spirit. You're exploiting children and hostages for political gain. We got Americans that are applauding this. 
defending it. Story from the Daily Wire. Top secret Hamas documents show Palestinian terrorists intentionally targeted children. You may not have a subscription to the Daily Wire, so you may not see that. This is just the news. This is public. Israel forensic team finds signs of torture, rape, and abuse. Let me go back to that one for a minute. I'm not showing the pictures, but they were decapitating children, babies, infants, and cutting off arms and legs. This is commanded in the Quran. Yes, Quran and the Hadith. Yes, it is. If you're an Islam Muslim, don't tell me it's not. I've read your Hadith. I know better. This is evil. From Remember the stories I've been doing lately from my perspective? It's evil from my perspective. This is entirely justified from theirs. You have lots of people telling you you are in a spiritual war. There are only two sides in this war. There's no middle ground here. You are either with the side of righteousness or not. Now, what righteousness is depends on which side you're on. I understand that. I get it. If you are a Democrat, you most likely side with Hamas. And I'll get to that today. The odds are, if you're a Democrat, the odds are now that you now side with Hamas. So for you, Israel represents evil. And what these terrorists did represents justice. Okay. Fine. This is a battle we're not going to win with words. The Marine in me understands this battle. We were not going to leapfrog our way closer to Japan and finally get the Kotobushido people to surrender. There was one way to get Japan to surrender. Kill many more of them than they can kill of you. And let them see that you're willing to do this and continue doing this until there are none of them left. That's what got Japan to surrender. We no longer have the backbone to do this. Which means we will not win it. Not fighting the way the world fights. Graphic. Muslims celebrate slaughter of Israeli children and elderly women. They were partying in the streets, baby. They were, you know, Mick Jagger and, and David Bowie party in the streets. We'll be dancing, you know. Yeah, they do that every time something happens to Israel or America. They exchange gifts in the streets and they just throw down and have a good old party. Problem is, they do that here in the United States as well. Hamas released chilling footages of uh, militants holding babies as Israel is forced to make a horrifying choice. Negotiate and give up more stuff to get my children back. Or let you kill them as I come get you. Apparently, Hamas has forgotten the lesson on the raid on Antebi. I hope and I pray that there are enough Israelis left who possess in the government, in, in positions of leadership in Israel, who possess the spirit of the men who directed the raid on Entebbe. 
they pretty much said, okay, those Israeli citizens that are being held captive there, they're dead. Now we're going to go try and rescue them and see if we can get any out alive. But the ones that are, that we end up, that end up dying in this raid, they're dead. They're already dead. So this is a case of let's go see how many we can save and bring back to life. And they killed everybody on the terrorist side of that action. There was a, an attack on the Israelis with the Olympics. And when Israel was done with that one, not only were all the terrorists that conducted that attack on the Israeli Olympians dead, so were a good number of their family. You do not fight a civilized war with human animals. It won't work. Japan is the message. World War II is the message. That was a religious war. We just don't realize it in this country. Bushido was religious in nature. That was the spirit that indemnified the Japanese warrior in World War II. The code of Bushido. It's religious. In its foundation, it's religious. They're very akin to Islam, or it was. This is why Hitler bemoaned that he was stuck with soft, weak Christians in his nation. He said that Germany should have been an Islamic nation. He liked the fact that they would stand and die and not give up ground. He kept ordering his troops to do that. He thought that that made them better fighters, you know, just all it does is make sure you die in place, which is very, you know, very helpful to those of us that do fight Islam. What you have here, folks, is nothing less than this is just a spirit war. And, and this is one that you're going to have to eliminate one side or the other. This is also from Not the Bee. It says Hamas releases video of captured Israeli children. It's using them as human shields. Hamas uh, is seen blocking evacuation routes in Gaza. This is a picture from the Israeli Defense Force. Israel is telling everybody, get out of Gaza. It's giving a chance for the civilians to leave. They're doing everything they can to reduce civilian casualties. What is Hamas doing? From this story, Hamas has attempted to block Palestinians from evacuating the northern Gaza Strip, placing roadblocks on evacuation routes designated by the IDF. The IDF spokesperson unit said Saturday. At, you see, according to Hamas, that's all just propaganda. It says, after the IDF issued a directive on Friday, officials in the Hamas-run government in Gaza called the instructions false propaganda and psychological warfare, saying we urge our citizens to ignore it. In other words, Hamas is telling them that the Israeli warning to get out of town is propaganda and that nothing's going to happen. On Saturday, Hamas leader Ishmael Haneya said that Palestinians would remain in their homes even if they are destroyed. This is nihilistic. They don't care how many of their people die. What they're wanting is a crisis that Islam can use to justify more jihad. Stick with me to the end of the show. The Biden regime gave Hamas leadership in Gaza $75 million in early October, knowing a genocidal attack by Hamas on Israel was in the works. This is Gateway Pundit. Knew it was being planned and gave them the money anyhow? Yes. What does that make the Biden administration? Which is the third administration of Barack Obama, as far as I'm concerned. Pull quote from this story. In April 2021, 
After assuming office, Joe Biden restored $235 million in aid to Gaza and the Hamas leadership. Folks, the United States Constitution really close calls that. I mean, it's real close calls that treason. Not, but don't worry about that. I mean, you got a president who sells himself out to China and to Russia and to Ukraine and anybody else who will give him money. So don't, don't worry about any of that. This doesn't matter. Biden reversed uh, the previous Trump policy on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11 attacks on America. Isn't that fortuitous timing? Joe Biden finalized a deal to send $6 billion to the Iranian government in exchange for as many as five detained U.S. dual nationals held by the brutal regime. Iran is one of the top state sponsors of terrorism and has been for several years. Three weeks ago, the Gateway Pundit predicted Iran would use the cash to fund the military and regional ambitions. And now the legacy media is reporting that Biden regime approved another $75 million for Hamas-controlled Gaza earlier this month, knowing that Hamas was likely planning an upcoming terror attack. That was that, That's the recent article, folks. That, that means they, they knew what they were doing here. From the Gateway Pundit, shocker. Anthony Blinken, or Anthony Blinken, who agreed to give $6 billion to Iran, now admits Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. Folks, do you all understand what that is? From the article, with a straight face, Secretary of State Antony Blinken admitted to funding terrorism during an interview with the NBC News. How is that not treason? How is it that that does not tie the Obama admit? Oh, I mean Biden. I mean Biden Obama. I mean Obama Biden administration to Shia Iran and global terrorism, Muslim Islamic terrorism. Ask, answer me something, folks. Who's in charge of the government now? Islam or progressives in the United States? I think the answer is yes. Blinken, who previously endorsed a $6 billion financial package for Iran alongside President Biden, has now openly admitted that Iran has, quote, unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism. Well, if you know that, and he admitted he knew that, and you give them money, you are intentionally, directly or indirectly, giving money to a terrorist. So this admission comes after NBC's Kristen Welker questioned the, the fungibility of money suggesting that Iran could be using other funds to support attacks. Blinken admitted that Iran has consistently used its funds to support terrorism. He's going to hammer that home. Fungibility, in case you don't understand how that what that means, is I got two piles of money. You've got two piles of money. You got a pocket, pocket full in one hand and pocket full in the other. One's got to go to your bills. So I give you some more money to go in the pocket that doesn't go to your bills, and you can do whatever you want with it. You can do whatever you want with it. So fungibility means then I can take the money that's supposed to go to pay my bills and I can go I can go party with that. I'm going to go have a party with my bill money. Oh my God, my bills aren't going to give it pay. Oh no, no, no. I took the money you gave me I can do anything with and I put it in the pocket to pay my bills. That's what fungibility means. You can move it around, do whatever you want with it. It means if I give you money specifically tailored just to go to paying for food and fuel for the Iranian people, fine. I'll take the money that was in the Iranian budget to feed and fuel the Iranian people and use that for terrorism because you gave me money to cover the need. Fungibility means it's easy to move around. It doesn't matter. And this is how the Biden administration is saying, we didn't give them money for terrorism. Yes, you did. 
Yes, you did. You have blood on your hands. And if you're a Democrat and you support this administration, it's on your hands too. Comment on the board from the Arctic Tortoise. Why do the civilians not give up Hamas individuals? Because they're Muslims. They support this. If someone commits a crime and you harbor them, are you not guilty of abiding and harboring a criminal? So are the civilians truly innocent in this matter? No, Tortoise, they are not. They are supporting Hamas. Just as the Democrat who votes for Biden supports this terrorism. You don't get to wash your hands of this. That's like saying, I voted for Hitler, but I don't support the Holocaust or any of the stuff he's doing. I just want the trains to run on time. That don't work, folks. Not in a moral world. This is from Town Hall. A federal judge advances lawsuit claiming Biden admin knew the U.S. funds were aiding terrorists. So there's a lawsuit on this one. And the judge says, yep, that can continue. Means there's a case. From just the news, Biden administration released billions to Iran weeks before the Israeli attack. It's a little more in that. Gateway Pundit. More Democrats now sympathize with the Palestinians than with Israelis, and younger generation supports Palestinians. More Democrats. Hmm. From the story from the Gateway Pundit, it says there has been a major shift in the Democratic Party over the past decade. Decade. Now, that's close enough to Obama's reign. The party has been moving away from its support for Israel for several years now since Barack Obama was president. Oh, gee, there's the connection somebody else has made. They even booed God in reinstating Jerusalem as the capital of Israel back in the DNC 2012 convention. Actually, they removed God from their platform and cheered when they did it three times. Three times. You, you do realize that's a spiritual echo too, right? Anyhow, don't worry. If you don't understand, ask Charlie. He'll tell you. Today, more Democrats sympathize with the Palestinians than with Israel. According to a recent Gallup poll, this is a major shift in American politics and will be damaging for Israel's future. More Democrats now sympathize with Palestinians, which means your party is now Palestinian. You know, democracy, when you have more people who support one than the other, your party is now This is Democrats. You're down 11% in your support. This is sympathy for Israel. So you guys are way down. There are no good Nazis. If you're supporting a party that supports the raping of women and then burning them while they're still alive, suffering from what you just did to them. And you support a party that supports and defends the decapitation of children and the taking of children for political hostage-taking and terrorism. If you support a party that supports that, do not tell me that you're the good party member. Your party is evil. You have willingly given your name and your support and your assent to that party. You can wash your hands of it all you want, but I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. I'm not to blame for the murders in there, man. I'm just the getaway driver. I was just driving the car. The law holds you equally guilty with the people who went in to rob the bank and killed people. You're a murderer. I didn't even know what they were doing. Doesn't matter. 
You still have a mark on your head and on your hand. Yes. No good Nazis. At this point in time, from the Judeo-Christian ethic, from that side of the perspective, no good Democrats. Not a one. And Republicans, don't think too proudly of yourself. Your party is Democrat in sheep's clothing. Watching the time here, we've got another story from the Gateway Pundit. June, Palestinian report, U.S. arms left by Joe Biden in Afghanistan reach Gaza. Folks, Biden can't think of anything. He is a puppet. He's not running things. Given the people who are in place in the Biden administration, it's, it's Obama running things. Well, he's one of the people running it, but he'd be the one we can point at. Because he's, he's continuing, Biden is continuing Obama's policies. Biden doesn't know jack snot about what he's doing. The way we pulled out, out of Afghanistan, do y'all know how we pulled out of Vietnam? We destroyed everything we had to leave in place for the most part, or we handed it over to the South Vietnamese military, but we didn't leave things, just stockpiles or weapons for the North Vietnamese to have. We didn't do that. We had choppers that we couldn't take home. Dozens of them, hundreds of them. And you know what they did? They brought them out to the carriers, landed, unloaded the people and pushed the choppers into the sea. We have always habitually destroyed stuff that we couldn't bring home. Biden had the time. He was not forced out of Afghanistan militarily. He had the time to destroy this stuff in place if he had wanted to. It was left there intentionally. It was left for Obama's Muslim allies. I know, my opinion, right? Nothing that happens in politics is done by accident. If it happens, you can bet it was planned that way. FDR. I know people say, no, he didn't say, yes, he did. It was in a letter to his son-in-law. Yes, he did. Words to that effect. So why would you leave all those U.S. weapons in Afghanistan? To arm your Muslim terrorist allies. It's, that's, it's nudge, folks. It's nudge. It's nudge. They got to bring everybody home, claim a political victory, and he got to arm his allies at the same time. It's just nudge. It's all nudge. Remember, Obama gave military aid to Libya, the Libyan rebels, knowing that that was ISIS and Al-Qaeda fighting there. That was definitely treason. He did it anyway. This is from the Los Angeles Times. Biden tells Netanyahu he expects, quote, significant de-escalation in Israel-Hamas fighting. Well, screw you, Joe. Joe, the language you just used. Yeah, well, that's he. It, would we listen to Israel telling us to calm down if we're going after somebody after 9-11? We didn't listen to anybody in the world. Well, who are we to tell Israel that they can't, when they've been attacked worse than we were, who are we to tell them? Then the Obama, um, Obama, Biden, Obama, Biden. Yeah, you know, for me, as far as I'm concerned, they're interchangeable. The Biden administration deletes posts calling on Israelis not to respond to Hamas assault. So I'm going to condemn Hamas. At the same time, I tell Israel, don't do anything about it. 
And then I'm going to claim I'm not supporting Hamas. Yes, you are. You're not, well, I'm sending the military to help uh, Israel, Joe. You have to. Because if you sent the military to support Hamas right now there, Joe Biden, you'd be removed forthwith, probably even by part members, part some members of your own party. Because the American people would definitely want to lynch you then. Figuratively, folks, figuratively. This is this is Machiavellian talking out of both sides of your mouth at one time. You know, Rush Limbaugh liked to say that Clinton did that, was real good at it. Well, that's because Clinton loved Machiavelli. One of these days, I'm going to have to teach you about Machiavelli. Holy crap. Wait till you hear about that old boy. And, and he's the intellectual father behind Alinsky. There, our administration is verbally supporting Israel for everything, all the optics for, for the Kabuki theater, but behind the scenes, it's doing everything it can to support Hamas. This is a uh, piece by a group called the uh, veterans on duty. And they put out a statement. This is official. It says veterans on duty is deeply concerned over reports that senior Biden administration officials and advisors coordinated with the Islamic report or Republic of Iran, rather, the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism to influence U.S. policy and advance regime propaganda in the United States. These reports include specific serious allegations of alarming behavior and malign influence operations by U.S. officials. Against the backdrop of a federal investigation into U.S. Special Envoy on Iran, Robert Malley, and a recent decision to free up $6 billion in funds to Tehran, these revelations raise further concerns that the administration, uh, administration's Iranian policy is entirely compromised. Congress should exercise its constitutional oversight duties to investigate these allegations swiftly and thoroughly. If confirmed, appropriate administrative and legal action is necessary. As veterans of the global war on terror, where Iran was responsible for the deaths of at least 600 American troops, we take allegations that individuals advance Iranian interests at the expense of U.S. national security seriously. The American people deserve answers and accountability. What's going on here? Do y'all remember that just recently we found that there's an Iranian spy in the legacy media that's been working in the administration to direct the propaganda coming out of the mainstream media favorably way to Iran? Well, I got her. We'll get to her. She's in the slideshow today. Remember, we've got a U.S. congressman, a Democratic congressman, currently still sleeping as far as I know with a Chinese spy sitting on the intelligence community. Uh, well, the Republicans might have removed him, but the Democrats left him on the Intelligence Committee in Congress, knowingly sleeping with a Chinese spy. Uh, folks, we openly don't care anymore. Anthony Weiner sleeping with a Chinese, I mean, uh, with an Iranian spy who worked for Hillary Clinton. Valerie Jarrett, you, you, don't tell me she's not an Iranian spy. I know she is. Folks, and it's all females. Have you noticed that Islam is being supported and advanced by females mostly in this country, primarily? At least the visual face of Islam? You know, the, the group in, in Congress right now, all of the elected Islamic women? Women. Y'all do realize that women are nothing in Islam, right? Muhammad think, said, flat told women that there's only a few of them in heaven because they're slanderous and gossips and malicious. And Muhammad was a misogynist. So he flat told him, you're not going to heaven. So why are these women even supporting this crap? 
Well, they're put forward as a face because, you know, feminism in the West. It's a defense. You can't attack them because they're women. How many of y'all see the patterns here, man? How many of y'all even understand how we're being attacked? Our culture is being used against us. Isn't Mitch's wife Chinese too? Yes, Aaron, she is. And there's a lot of rumblings that if you go, there's a few books that have been written about him. He's not a good guy. He's not. But then again, he's a Republican. He's a Democrat in Republican clothing. You know, you, we call them, you know, what are they? Rhinos? No, no, they're not rhinos. They're Republicans. All right. Six minute break. We come back, we'll continue. You do not want to miss the second hour. You don't. I saved the best for last today. We'll see you in six.
so I'm often told, you know, that I'm just a conspiracy theorist and that everything I've been telling you in the first hour, nothing to it. It's just a bunch of garbage. You know, it's incidents, isolated incidences. And the only connection they have is the stuff that I'm doing. You know, I'm just tying it all together with tinfoil and red strings, right? Nothing to see here. You, you know, move along. But then again, the Arctic tortoise says, um, the prisoner exchange in that deal needed to be investigated. It says, are a couple of them still here? Andrew McCarthy is on it. Well, we'll find out. Like I said, no, nothing to see here, folks, man. Just move along, move along. Well, it's, it's all right. You know, I'm just a conspiracy nut. Uh, let's just keep going then. The next story I have for you is from Remix. EU's top diplomat. Israel is violating international law with Gaza siege by cutting food and electricity. No, they're not, you moron. Israel declared war. In a war, you are allowed to starve out your enemy. This is exactly what Germany was doing with the submarines in World War II, trying to starve out England. This is perfectly acceptable under the rules of warfare. Ever since World War II, civilians are considered a legitimate target in international warfare. That's what MAD is all about. Mutually assured destruction. You know, we'll nuke everybody on both sides so nobody will start the thing. That's all based on killing off your population. Mm, you moron. Folks, this is a meme I snagged from... from uh, the internet. This is the hard part that the United States is no longer, as a people, we can no longer deal with this, but this is true. If Hamas stores weapons in a mosque, it is no longer a mosque. It is an armory. If Hamas fires rockets from a school, it is no longer a school. It is a launching pad. If it Hamas operates from a home, it is no longer a home. It is a command center. Hamas made the civilian sites military targets. Hamas did that. So if they get hit and the civilians are killed, blame Hamas. Well, Israel doesn't have to. Yes, they do. If somebody is shooting at you and they're shooting at you, trying to kill you, standing behind, you know, they've taken a hostage. And they're shooting at you. And you can't run. You can't hide. They're, and they're, they're advancing on you. They're going to kill you. They're coming at you. And you're stuck. You're in a corner somewhere, a blind alley. You don't have a choice. Your life or his. What you do is you try your best to aim for that shooter. But if the hostage gets hit in the process, sucks to be them that day. It's either that or you just die. I guarantee you that the only ones that are going to let ourselves be killed there are the, um, I can't remember his name again. I always forget that guy in Germany's name, but it's going to be the Mother Teresa's of the world. There are not a lot of us that are going to do that. We're just not. We're going to defend ourselves. It's first first law of, 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 law of nature, the right of self-defense. Story from America Media Group. Breaking. Unveiling the unseen support. Hamas backers rally on American soil. This is a good story. You might want to go find it after the show. It's talking about all sorts of people that back Hamas on the U.S. soil. This story is from Just the News. Top Associated Press reporter in Gaza suspended for comparing Israel to Nazis. 
and calling for Israel's fall. That's in the media. And this is that woman I was just telling you about. You know why the, the veterans are worried? This is Irene Tabathe or Tabati, Tabat, Tabatabi, Tabatabi, or whatever the heck her name is. The Iran deal op ed influencer taking orders from Tehran. And she's influencing the New York Times and a couple of other places, Washington Post. And she's also been working with the O'Biden administration. We've got a lot of Iranian women in and around the Democrats for some reason. This is from Legal Insurrection. Hamas is inside the gates of American campuses. That is from UNC's Students for Justice in Palestine. They wanted to mobilize for the Day of Resistance. The Day of Resistance was a day called for global jihad. Not just a protest for Palestine. That was Hamas calling for global jihad. They wanted it Thursday, October 12th. Yes, road dog, sleeper cells. Yes. This was in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And they've got the paraglider terrorists on there, and they're supporting this. Harvard students support Hamas. Is the controversy and backlash justified? What? This is from Jana News. Is the backlash against the Harvard students justified? What you're saying is it's okay to support a group of people that are decapitating babies and raping women and then burning their living bodies. And if I have a problem with that, I'm not justified? Campus reform. Pro-Hamas Stanford lecturer who allegedly rounded up Jews in class radicalized Colin Kaepernick. Screw the Colin Kaepernick part of this story. There's no allegedly to it. He made Jewish students stand in the corner and tell them that they should be dead. If one of my professors had tried to do that to me, I would have told him I was an Israeli for the day. And told him it was game on, Jack. Prepare to defend yourself. But it's not a problem. Nobody in our schools are radicalizing anybody. It's not like Obama was radicalized by a militant Marxist. This is not the B. Oh, yeah, that that would be Dinesh D'Souza's book, wouldn't it? Yeah, anyway, not the B. They want us dead. How are you allowing this? Jewish students plead with faculty at University of Washington as campus protesters call for genocide of Jews. Again, Jewish students plead with the faculty at the University of Washington as they allow campus protesters to call for the genocide of all Jewish people. But that's okay. It's free speech, Joe. That's not free speech. That's yelling fire in a crowded theater. Those are fighting words, folks. 
that traditionally fighting words don't when you use them you're not protected by free speech laws you're also traditionally you weren't protected by assault laws either because you started it the point i'm getting at is if you are on the american left i do not care what you tell me i don't care i'm looking at who you support you support this so free speech doesn't mean you can say anything you want no you can't but but isn't that what it says mm-hmm. have you read the founding fathers about that well well but joe who cares what the founding fathers said i'm just reading what it says here you know we have the right to free You're speech. A very good progressive charlie <laughs> he's playing the sometimes. devil's advocate um this is just to go to show you because this isn't about hamas in in specifically but this is from the New York Post. Remember the ex-CIA chief accused of calling for Senator Tommy Tuberville's assassination? He recently doubled down on it and said he's, st- he's standing on that. Why hasn't he been arrested and put in jail? Hmm? That's calling for the assassination of a sitting U.S. Uh, senator. Why was he doing this? Uh, because uh, Mr. Tuberville is uh, opposing more money for Ukraine. In other words... He's getting in the way of a progressive doing what the progressive wants to do. So what's the progressive want to do with him? Kill him. Folks, this is a theater in Dearborn, Michigan. The picture was taken October 11th, 2023. If you think you're not already in big trouble, you are sadly mistaken. That is support for Palestine. This I know for a fact was taken in Dearborn, Michigan. Says they don't want democracy. They just want Islam. They want Sharia law. You think it won't happen here in the United States? You are in a spiritual war. This war is already engaged. Have you chosen sides? Because if you haven't, you're on the side of Islam. You just don't know it yet. All of this is the fault of our government and the left, right? Here's this here's this dude, Marcus Tilius Cicero again. He says, Do not blame Caesar. Blame the people of Rome who have so enthusiastically acclaimed and adored him and rejoiced in their loss of freedom and danced in his path and gave him triumphal processions. Blame the people who hail him when he speaks in the forum of the new wonderful good society, which shall now be Rome, interpreted to mean more money, more ease, more security, more living fatly at the expense of the industrious. Yeah, he's talking about Obama. Oh, really? MAGA, 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 we're all going to get rich again. Oh, Joe, he's not. Hey, told you. Sooner or later, I'll get to everybody's cow. It's a spirit, folks. Road Dog says, that's what I don't understand. Why the Jews, what have they done to deserve this? Why is everyone against the Jew? Oh, it's not just the Jew, Road Dog. Hold on. I promised you I'd tell you what's going on here before the end of this show. I plan to deliver starting now. Iran hints that Hezbollah is ready to join the fight against Israel. Warns of a huge earthquake. Hezbollah. It's going to join Hamas. All of these are backed by Iran. This would make a two-front war in Israel. Balance of power is shifting in the Middle East as key ally shifts toward Iran. 
this is about Saudi Arabia indicating they're going to go stand with Iran. Do you understand what happens? Saudi Arabia is the seat of Sunni leadership in the world. Iran is the seat of Shia leadership in the rule in the world. If they're going to unite against Israel, do you understand what that would mean? Do you understand that that is more Islamic prophecy, end times prophecy coming to fruition? Do you understand that you have been seeing biblical prophecy play out in front of your eyes in the skies and in the world lately? Now you have Islamic prophecy happening at the same time. They are on the opposite ends of each other. They are mirrors of each other. One calls the other good. One calls the other bad, et cetera, et cetera. They are photo negatives. You have Christ and Antichrist, or you have Mahdi and Anti-Mahdi, whichever side you want to be on. There is no middle ground in this one. You are on a side. You better decide which side you are on. There's no, there's no center of the road here. If you understand the two ideologies, the two religious faiths in their teachings, they say there's no middle ground. You're either with them or against them. You better choose because if Saudi Arabia sides with Iran, they will probably name a caliph. That caliph is going to be recognized as the 12th imam. If that happens, all your peaceful Sunni Muslim friends, you won't be able to trust them anymore. There have been studies that show you that Sunnis agree with jihad and Sharia law. In the 60s and 70s, the, the peaceful American Sunnis, they want it in the 60 to 70% range. You know why they haven't moved for it yet? It's the difference between Sunni and Shia. Sunnis believe that they can't wage jihad unless the caliphate is formed and the caliph directs it. If Sunni and Shia come together, the chances are they will name somebody as the new caliph and they will call him the 12th Imam. The Imam Mahdi. Oh my gosh, people, do you. Beck tried to explain this to us years ago. Now he's dropped off the radar with it. It doesn't seem, he seems to have forgotten it. This is not a joke. You have got to understand from the other side's point of view. This is an article. It is called The Return of Islam. It's published in 1976, I think. And in this article by Bernard Lewis, he explains to us that Islam, and this is in the 60s, uh, 70s, uh, rather, he explains to us, Islam is about to be a problem again. It's going to come get us. It's going to start wars. This article you need to read. You need to read it because it's explained why right there in the balance power shift. But there's something else that's going on here that a lot of us are not going to pay any attention to because we don't want anything to do with religion. Our doctrine in fighting you, the Jews, is that we will totally exterminate you. That is a picture of Islamic TV from 20. 12, memory TV. This is Islam talking to the Jews. They're going to totally exterminate them. 
man, Joel, what's, what's that got to do with me, man? It's the Jews. First, the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. This is from Fox News. It was explained in the article I just showed you. Islam has always said that they'll kill the Jew first, then they'll wipe out the Christians. And they understand that the United States of America is the seat of Ephraim. And they will start wiping out the Christians here. Because primarily, if you look at the Christian world, we are the last place in the Western world where Christianity is even nominally acknowledged as being influential anymore. Which is why everybody in the United States poo-poos the Bible Belt. Because Satan's team is ascending. It's waxing. Jacob has lain down. If you're a Muslim, all of this makes sense. Now you have this story. This story was from what? 20? President Trump just opened the gates of hell. Islamic journalist warns because Iran needs World War III. Chaos and carnage to bring on their end times. They're Mahdi. Folks, this article is a must read. You know, it's a blog, so it's not written as tightly as what you might like, but it is not wrong. Stating the most serious threat we face in the Middle East and North Africa is no longer radical Islam, but apocalyptic Islam. This is they're looking to create chaos. They would love to have World War III. Because World War III brings on the Mahdi. That's their teaching. That's in their prophecy that they need the Mahdi. They need a global time of global war to bring on the Mahdi. This was also warned to us by Hidden Beast 2, Ellis Schofield. He started warning us in the 1990s. He was on to it as early back as in the 70s, the same time that earlier article I just showed you was written. This book on the right, God's War on Terror, it's Islam prophecy in the Bible. This is by Walid Shubat and Joel Richardson. Walid Shubat's a former Muslim. This is where I learned about most of my Islamic prophecy. Then I went and found it in the Hadith. Walid knows what he's talking about. Unfortunately, he follows the Tim LaHaye left behind version of eschatology. But that's okay, because so does Islam which tells me I now know who the author of the Tim LaHaye left behind version of eschatology is Satan Aaron spikes comment on the board, Joe. Now, you know, we all going to be raptured before all this happens. That's exactly the point, Aaron. When the Mahdi shows up, people are going to call him the Mahdi or the antichrist. And if you think you've been going to be raptured out of there, when he shows up and you realize that you've been fooled, you'll fall away from your faith, or at least that's the danger. So we all realize that none of this is going to happen because, you know, storm clouds are forming and we know we're going to get ready to play a real mean and nasty game of cowboys and Muslims, right? Well, folks, first of all, the war is not coming. The war is already underway. Since 9-11, over 2 million people have been killed in the name of Islam and over 25,000 terrorist attacks around the world. This post is from 2008 off a of jihad watch 2008 so i have a question for you 
where have all the Cowboys gone? Because we should have already been playing that mean game of Cowboys and Indians. Don't blame Caesar. Blame the people of Rome, the people in your mirror. Apocalyptic Islam. It needs chaos and carnage to bring on their Antichrist Mahdi. Nobody told us anything. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, they did. This is Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Y'all remember him? Y'all forgot about him? He's big time during Obama. Why did he go away? Oh, he got in trouble in Iran. No, no, no. He wasn't needed anymore. He went away at the same time somebody else in Islam that went away. Obama. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad says, Our revolution's main mission is to pave the way for the reappearance of the 12th Imam, the Mahdi. This is exactly what Iran has been doing ever since. This is why they're funding the terrorism. The Mahdi movement, okay, folks, this is an official Islamic post meme. This is the Mahdi movement is part of Islam's world's soul and is a true source of inspiration. The signs of it have come true. Therefore, bringing it up all the time will stimulate the Islamic world. Let me read that again. The Mahdi movement is a part of Islamic world's soul, and it is a true source of inspiration. So they believe it. As much as the second Christians believe in the second return, this is their second return. This is the equivalent. They say the signs of it have come true. The black flags of Khorasan and other things as well. Therefore, bring it up all the time. It will stimulate the Islamic world. They will cause more and more and more chaos until the Mahdi shows up. This is also from an official Islamic website. The Battle of the Mahdi World War. Remember, I told you, today's show brought to you by the letters W and W and the number three. They want this. This is why they took those hostages. They want Hezbollah to join the fight. So if they can get Israel to retaliate, they get enough dead Palestinian bodies. Israel retaliates even more. Hamas joins the fight. Israel goes after them. Other Arabs join the fight, and they think they can finally wipe Israel and Jerusalem off the map and keep the West from helping because they've already successfully convinced the Democratic Party that they are the good guys and Israel is the bad guy, which means the Democratic Party, the party has chosen sides. It's sided with Islam, Allah, who is not the God of the Bible. So let me ask you, if you're voting Democrat, how do you tell the person in your mirror that you have not given your political weight and your ascension to Allah through the Democratic Party? How do you justify calling yourself the good Nazi? And if you're a Republican, you're doing the same thing, only you're doing it in disguise. Questions for you to answer. This is also from an official Islamic website. Carriers of the black banners. I've tried to explain this to you. Nobody wants to listen to me. 
on the authority of Twaban. This is from the Hadith. May Allah blah, 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 whatever. The Messenger of Allah said, if you see the black banners coming from Khurazan, go to them immediately, even if you must crawl over ice, because indeed amongst them is the Caliph al-Mahdi. Khurazan, the area known today as Afghanistan, part of Turkey, part of northeastern Iraq and that area up there. The black flags come out of there on horseback. We have literally seen literally seen black flag carriers on horseback come out of Afghanistan. The marches started toward Jerusalem. This would be as powerful in an Islamic mind as if you saw some guy step down out of the sky on a cloud in a big bright shining light in the eastern sky. Because those black flags, it just told you the Mahdi is with them. The black flags have started to advance on Jerusalem from Afghanistan, which is that's never happened before in history. They've been marching in that direction ever since. So if you're a Muslim, the Mahdi's with them. You're excited. You can help reveal him by causing more and more chaos. Time to attack Jerusalem, the final battle in the, in the Islamic way of looking at things. Y'all getting the picture here yet? This is also from an official Muslim site. See? Invite to Islam.org. The Prophet Muhammad says, Armies carrying black flags will come from Khorazan. No power will be able to stop them, and they will finally reach Jerusalem where they will erect their flags. This is also from an official Islamic site. The black flags from the east Black banners will come out of Khorasan. Nothing will stop them until they have raised, they are raised in Jerusalem. The movements, past, present, and future, 1979 through 2012 plus. That's how old this piece is from 2012. From 2012. Islam thinks they are in their end times and that their caliph is about to stand up, unite all of Islam, Sunni and Shia, Iran, Saudi Arabia, for the final great battle on Israel. There's a prophecy in the Bible. Says in that last battle, there will be seven princes who stand side by side with Israel. Probably spiritual beings, but there'll be a nation behind each one of them, and with the prophetic patterns. This would more than likely be the seven English-speaking nations of Manasseh and um, Ephraim. England, Scotland, Ireland, the United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Four of those seven, <clears throat> four of those seven have already sent military forces to help support Israel, ostensibly. If the other three join, you have a final battle prophecy pattern in the Bible lining up with a final battle prophecy pattern of Islam at the same time in the same place in space same time in space and everything exactly like we're told to watch for it's all just a big coincidence none of this means anything right 
That's the Imam Mahdi. Islamic picture. He rides a white horse. He's got this shining face that nobody can look at. He's got a green turban. Carries a bow and a sword. You've seen him before. He's the one man who will knight them all. Let me blow that up for you. That is from an official Islamic page. One who raised up the righteous one to arise suddenly like the sun and called him to have dominion. He gave nations under him and made him ruler over kings. Yah gave them a dust to his sword, driven stubble to his bow. That's the Mahdi. But he's quite, they're quoting Isaiah and Revelation and Malachi and Numbers and Jeremiah. They're quoting biblical imagery. Say, see, Joe, I told you there was going to be an Antichrist. No, that man's not incarnate with Satan. He's just a man in Islamic, um, Islamic prophecy. He's just a man. He's nothing special. He's just a man. But he's going to do the work of Allah. He's going to kill all Jews and Christians. I understand why the Tim LaHaye left behind prophecy eschatology story is so appealing. Get raptured out of here before any of that happens. What the Bible says. But I also believe that it's Satan's hand behind that understanding of the Bible. And it lines up perfectly with this. What you see on your screen right here is Islam. That's Islam's understanding. Turned the Bible on its head. Used it as a polemic. That lines up perfectly with Antichrist, spirit of. Not an individual. Spirit. So if you are not firmly rooted in your scriptures, when all this starts happening, it will be very easy to peel you away thinking that you believed in vain. And you'll fall away from the one true God, true Elohim. And you might chase after this false one. Because the Mahdi is a God of war and death. That is not, well, you know, when the Messiah returns, yes, he kills people. He kills everybody who isn't Jew and Christian. Hmm. Both gods are evil and vengeful and bloodthirsty, right? From a certain point of view. But what would Obi-Wan know? Israel. God's prophetic time clock. In Islam, the prophetic time clock are the black flags of Khorazan. In the Bible, the prophetic time clock is Israel. Now that clock started ticking back in 1947, 48, before then, but that's when it really started going tick, tick, tick real loud. The black flags of Khorazan prophecies were written when there was no Israel. That's why they say they're going to take out Jerusalem. They never said anything about Israel. They're going to kill Jews in Jerusalem. They never mentioned the nation of Israel. You know why? Because they're not true prophecies. They're things that the fallen angels, you know, Satan and the, the demonic devils or whatever, are going to make happen. 
But if they'd have been a true prophet, they would have known that the nation of Israel would have been resurrected. The Bible knew. I wonder how. Well, your God was going to make it happen too. Yeah. But my God knew it was going to happen before he made it happen. So Allah should have known that he was going to resurrect the nation of Israel before he attacked them. But he didn't. All he knew about was Jerusalem. Let me ask another question. Why does Muhammad have to write prophecies about taking Jerusalem back away from the Jews if the Jews have never been in that land? Doesn't Muhammad himself admit that the Holy Lands naturally belong to the Jewish people? So why are they arguing that they don't? You can't apply reason to this because the minute you start applying reason to this, you start realizing real quickly there is a good side here and there's a bad side here. And the good side tends to be associated with the colors of gold, white, and blue. And the bad side tends to be associated with the colors of oh, white, red, black, and green. Same colors as the four horses, by the way. How did the Bible know that? I have a little news flash for you folks. If you're not a Christian and you're not a Muslim, the only thing that stands between you and Islam is what's left of Christianity. Judaism and Christianity. People of the Bible. If Jacob is removed totally, then you will be overcome with a flood. Gee, Charlie, where have I heard the imagery of overcoming folks with a flood of people? A flood of lawless people. Oh. Yeah, there's some book that, that somebody wrote about that. That's that Bible thing again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, there's there's something about a flood. Yeah, and that me prophetically, it just means people. Yeah. Lawless people. Hmm. Lawlessness. That kind of roughly roughly translates to Hamas, doesn't it? Well, yeah, kind of. Conceptually. Yeah. Evil and wickedness. Lawlessness is evil and wickedness. According to the Bible. Yeah. And we just read about a flood and, and about Hamas this last weekend and so perhaps there's a you know correlation correlation of spiritual echoes in the world yeah yeah not yeah. not that not that you know there's this you know god or anything that yeah you know once once again folks happening. there's nothing it's just conspiracy theory yeah. we're just making things out of nothing it, it it's amazing how it just lines up for us though we don't have to have any hammers to make this work. You just got to look at it from a biblical perspective. If you do that, all the pieces just slip into place. No hammers. Not, nothing there. And it's quite simple. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. Yes. That's simple. So how's your spiritual warfare going? Thanks, Charlie. Told Charlie before the show, I think we're going to have to do a show soon about Islamic prophecy and about the 12th Imam and about what Islam sees in the world right now. All of this. If Israel attacks Gaza, 
and thousands of Palestinian civilians are killed in the process. They will rejoice because they think that the civilians are going to heaven. You know, they're martyrs in the cause. And it could cause more people to come, you know, more Muslim countries to come against Israel. What this is all about. And we're going to sit here and we're going to think, well, let's know nothing to us, Joe. Did, I, did you miss the part that I showed you? First, the Saturday people, then the Sunday people. First, the Jew, then the Christians. That command to kill the Jew in the Hadith includes Christians. It says to wage war until there is only Islam. So if you think, well, I'm a different religion or I don't practice religion at all, so I'm okay. Oh, nay, nay. You just get, you get offered a chance to convert. And if you don't, off with your head. The reason I keep stressing that only the Jew and the Christian is allowed to pay the jizyat tax. They don't have to convert. They can pay the tax and live as a dhimmi, which is a basically a slave to Islam, second-class citizen, until the Mahdi shows up. And then you die too. So in the end, you're not going to save yourself. Now you can think, well, this is the new world order, man. That, that, that's what we got to worry about. Got to worry about Davos. And neither Islam nor the Bible gives a rat's rip about secular takeover of the world. And neither of them talk about that. It's in the Bible, Joe. No, it isn't. You're going to push a worldwide religion, Joe. It's called Islam. In the United States, in the Christian world, led by the United States and the Vatican, have been pushing Islam. Everything you're looking for has or is happening right now just in a way that you did not look for because you fell for the Tim LaHaye left behind version of prophecy. Coming on the board from Aaron Spikes, didn't Yeshua say let judgment begin with his people first? Yes, he did. So does Yahweh. So does Paul. You can tell yourself that this is wrong. There's nothing to this. Joe's full of whatever. Look at what is happening from their perspective. If you don't look at this from their perspective, you will not understand the people coming after you or why they're coming after you. And you will get caught unawares. You can tell yourself that none of this is going to happen. This is what I'm talking about with the, the grade B teenage girl who's always skimpily dressed sitting there in the, in the movie with the monster right behind her, you know, that's, it's just like a formula. And as long as she doesn't turn around, you know, monster's not going to kill her. That's what she thinks. Whatever the monster is, some guy with a chainsaw or whatever, vampire, werewolf, whatever, she still dies. I want to turn around and Hey, the monster might still get me too, but I'm going to look it right in its face and I'm going to go down swinging Jack. I have to see the evil eyeball to eyeball. I got to face reality for what it is. I studied Islam because I didn't believe the media. So I read the Quran and I read the official biography of Muhammad put out by Islam. And I read travel, the Reliance for the Traveler. This is the book where Sharia law comes from. And I have read hundreds of pages, thousands of hadith. 
Hadith means the sayings and customs of Muhammad. That is where the ugly side of Islam hides. Most people in the West don't know anything about it. That's where their prophecy hides. If you don't know it, you can't see it because you don't know to look for it. And if you're not looking for it, all you're going to see is the new world order is going to take over the communists and, and why everybody's looking at that. Why everybody's worried about socialism and communism. The true threat has infiltrated this country and has taken over. And the Democrats don't even realize it. Remember, unholy alliance. 2004 is when Horowitz wrote that book, and it shows you in 2004 how the Democratic Party had already married itself to radical Islam. Three years after 9-11, they've already married themselves. To, that's because they were already spiritually aligned. I don't know what more to do to wake up. Hopefully those of you who are listening to me have been with me long enough to see me put the pieces together for you. If there's a member of the class that's new and thinks that I'm just talking out, you know, whatever, that I'm nuts. Those of you who have been here for a while, explain to them. I have brought the receipts every step of the way. I know where to find it. I know how the pieces fit together. This is why I've been forced to look at the world through a biblical lens. Because I see it all happening just the way the Bible tells me it's going to happen. Mormon prophecy is failing before their very eyes right now. And what are they doing? They're changing their doctrine to suit. Islamic prophecy has failed before their very eyes. They probably thought that the war in 47, 48, 49, 53, somewhere in there, the, the wars to establish Israel, and then 67, and then 73, they probably thought all of those were the, the end battle. Now, there were no black flags coming out of Corazon at that time, but they probably thought those were the end battle, and they lost. And they should have won all three wars. They should have won. Israel prevailed. Now, they probably think this is the one because now they have the black flags. They've told you, when we're done with Israel, we're coming for America. we got to get the little Satan first. Then we're coming after the great Satan. They have already infiltrated. They're already here. There are sleeper cells everywhere. They're in our government at the highest levels. They're in our schools. They're in Hollywood and the media. They are taking over the exact same way that the progressives took over this country. Only the progressives think that they're their allies. If you think that we are going to escape this, and they are the bee of Assyria, this nation is under judgment. That is what 9-11 was all about. It was the harbinger. Charlie got done reading the harbinger too. Are we not echoing everything out of the Bible, Charlie? Where's, uh, oh, I can't, probably shouldn't say it that way. Um, we're screwed. Yeah. Okay. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> we're screwed. I, I didn't know if you wanted to just, to, I know the language is harsh today, but yeah. you know, I'm not using open profanity, but 
for crying out loud, folks. You got to put an exclamation point on this. We're in trouble. And the very same people that were called to destroy the northern tribes are coming after us now, lineage-wise, spiritually. You see it, Charlie? I know you yep. do. You didn't when you first met me. No, but but I'll tell you, you know, the, the good thing about this, you know, this is... Oh, we win in the end. Yeah, in the end, we know who wins. So, but then again, they think the same thing. Exactly. So, folks, what you do with this, I don't know. I don't know. I know what I'd like to see you do with it. That's up to you. I'm not one of the ones in the world that wants to control your free will. I want to hand you the information and hope and pray that you make the right choices with it. I'm not a tyrant. There's a side of me that sometimes tends that way. I've got him under control because I have bent my knee to the God of this universe, El Elyon, Yahweh. And he tells me, you got to keep that under control, Joe. Yes, sir. Sucks to be me today. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Because the choices you make in this life, they determine everything. And I don't mean just in the hereafter. I mean here now. Remember what uh, Cicero told us? Don't blame Caesar. Blame yourself. Blame the people of Rome. Because that's who he was writing to. Them in posterity. He was writing to us. And notice what he said. He said, Caesar kept entertaining them, bread and circuses, promising to take it from the rich. Y'all do realize that Islam became great by stealing from the rich, right? He was about to starve his little cult religion into nothingness until he decided that not only could he wage war on the holy days, but every Muslim was entitled to keep four-fifths of everything he took from non-believers. That's when Islam exploded. When it turned to violence and theft. I don't see them in socialism, communism having anything to do with each other in the spiritual sense, do you? That's a facetious question in case you missed that. They're kissing cousins in a spiritual sense. Tomorrow's Teaching Tuesday. I don't know what I'm going to teach you about. It might be more about Islam. Most Americans are very ignorant about Islam to our own peril. I might teach you about several things across the board. I don't know yet. I know that Wednesday we're going to talk about scripture. That's worship Wednesday. We're going to talk about the Bible. Can we trust it? What is and what isn't canon? Why? And what tools do we have to study it that are available to us that are for free? Thursday's Conspiracy Theory Thursday. I might need a day off. We might talk about wackadoodle stuff again, man. Just... 
if you are one of the ones who thinks that what I'm talking about is a little on the heavy side, trust me, so do I. I get it. I understand. I don't like dwelling here any more than most people do. And Friday, it might be time to finally get to that black robe regiment thing in the sermons of the revolution. We'll see. That's a rough plan. Any more? I go where the spirit takes me day to day. I don't know what he needs me to talk to you about tomorrow. We'll find out. We thank each and every one of you for being here. We love all of you. We hope we're serving you well, that we help you in some way with your daily lives, some way that is tangible and affects you and your family and those that you love. If we are helping you, we ask just a few things from you. One, first of all, if you are of a mind to do so, we like the rumbles, you know, the thumbs up and everything. That's your way of telling us. I don't care what it does for the logarithms and everything. That's your way of telling us we did a good job today. That's how we know you think we did a good job. That's how we've come to use it. Otherwise, share us with your friends and family. Explain that, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm not the easiest person to get to like. It's about what I bring you, hopefully. Tell them on acquired taste. It's the information, folks. Um, if nothing else, I give you a shortcut, show you where to go to look for yourself, because I encourage that. Um, question on the board real quick. So what lineage is the pal- are the Palestinians? Do they have a claim to Philistines or Canaanites or uh, neither? No, they do not. We covered that last week in the show, Marianne. They are predominantly, um, they might have, some of them have a lineage to the Canaanites, but predominantly they are now uh, Arab peoples that came from Ishmael. And that doesn't have any historic lineage to the Canaanites. They all come from different sons of uh, Noah. So no, there is no ethnic people known as Palestines, Palestinians. This is a political name. It's strictly to advance the cause of Islam. Other than that, and we did do a show on that last week. We did a show on the history of Palestine. I think it was last Tuesday. You might want to go find that. Other than that, folks, we'll see you here tomorrow. Y'all stay safe. Take care. Bye-bye.